Many Christians live out their faith with ongoing intrusive and dark introspective thoughts, and many assume this is natural and actually spiritual, but it is the opposite of the life that is given to us in Jesus. So if this has been a part of your faith experience and church growth, then is there a place of greater freedom that Jesus has promised us? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're here for this one. It is going to be awesome. Super excited for it. So if you would, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. We have podcasts coming out every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. And if you would like, it helps to uh, get the video in other people's algorithms and share this with a friend. We're so glad you're here for this one. It's going to be great. Yeah. So a little over a year ago, we had Keith and Candy Rindel on the podcast. And they talked about, uh, very honestly talked about, some things that they had believed while active in church and in ministry. And today they're back on the podcast for an update of where we are a little over a year later. So, um, and things that they have now believed, how that has changed over what they had believed and how that's playing out in their lives in a very, very good way. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to December, 2022, when we last talked, Uh, Candy, um, we talked then about something called scrupulosity or spiritual OCD. That was somewhat of a new term for me back then. Right. But I quickly identified with it whenever I heard the definition. So walk us through definition of scrupulosity, spiritual OCD, what all that is. Yeah, so it was surprising to me too, but so freeing when I finally came across it. Um, so just like in a normal sense, OCD is a obsessive compulsive mm. tendencies, but it can take on different types. And this becomes more the mental, um, the spiritual side versus, you know, the physical side of um, cleanliness um, or things of that nature. Um, so it's not walking into a room and the Kleenex box has to be perfectly square on the right. table. It's not, it's not that necessarily. Right. right. No, this is more mental um, and, and, and more for me personally, the spiritual side of things. Mm. Um, I, do, I wasn't aware how long I'd struggled with this. Um, I just thought it was a very awkward and strange child and kid, especially early high school. So freshman, sophomore year. Um, but yeah, recently in our marriage, the enemy has, um, has used that. Uh, to really attack in different areas. And so that was the obsessive compulsive need to, um, to to check and dissect my thoughts and my beliefs and really get at the root. What's the motive under Mm. there? What if it's not right? Mm. Um, What if that's not pure motive? Oh, I had a thought. Does that mean, okay, now I I, I am that way, Mm. but, but that's not, that doesn't sit right either. Yeah, so it's right. this, the leads through this tornado of, of thoughts that you yeah. can't ever seem to find the end. Wow. And if you do, what you conclude usually is at the very pit of it is something dark yes. and, and evil. Mm-hmm. Broken. Yeah. Yes. Something is wrong with you. And, right. And you're right. It does lead to this just replay, rehearse every thought, chase mm-hmm. down. Where'd that come from? What does this mean? So it is, it is obsessive compulsive. And, and it sounds so right because- uh, it, it's like, uh, I'm probably wrong here. And so I, mm-hmm. I need to get to the bottom of this. And, and whenever I do, then I'll, I'll make things right. Then I can fix know? it. Then, uh-huh. then I can fix. And so people that struggle with this, a lot of times will identify with being a perfectionist of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, very fearful. I was mm-hmm. extremely fearful as a mm-hmm. child and even into my teen years. Hard um, on themselves. Hard mm-hmm. on themselves. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, spiritually speaking. Yeah. Right. Like I, I should be, I should be way more 
right. further down the road than so where if I'm, I'm having these thoughts or or these um, things are coming into my head that then does that mean that's who I am and if that's that's not who I who Christ wants me to be and so it becomes but then you can dissect it to the to the nth degree yeah. where yeah. it's like well, I want to be pure. Oh, do you want to be pure though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because you have that thought. So are you actually no. wanting to be pure? So, yeah. it, you know, as a it's child- It's laugh at it, but I, only, I yes. laugh because I recognize it. Yes. Yeah. And, and usually it was attached to another verse from scripture. The heart is deceitfully wicked. Yes. Who can know it? You know, is that, and that's what you concluded about yourself. Well, here we go again. Uh, it's just, I'm obviously flawed, broken, and there's no hope for me, basically. Right. So, sure. so- um, you came to a, a point of realizing this. Um, what what was going on at the time? How did you come to this place of of God showing you this? What was going on that caused this? So I'll start this off and then let Keith share because it was really, we were struggling with some stuff in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, he had his own uh, is, issues going on. And my tendency is to um, avoid really processing emotions. I don't do it very well. I'm, I'm very good at helping others. Um, talk, I can talk about emotions, I can help others process, but in my own self, it's difficult. And so I would rather just go on and do the next thing. Um, so as he was struggling and I didn't know how to help, I would just go and do other things. And and so that caused rejection mm-hmm. towards him, but also caused my mental spiral to just build upon itself because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to process. Wow. Um, and then I, and then, you know, struggling with intrusive thoughts, and along with intrusive thoughts many times is um, confessing more than you should, guilt confessing, because there's a sense of relief. Um, and, and there's one thing, it's one thing to confess your sins one to another and be made whole. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to confess every little thing that you think because you're you're terrified. Yeah. That, oh, and, and he's my husband, I want yeah. to share with him. Yeah. And so, but you know, then he's already struggling with his own issues, physical issues and rejection. And so he hears that and he's like, Oh man, it's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> she hates me. Yeah. She wants to leave. Yeah. And it's yeah. my yeah. fault and I don't know what to do. And he took on that guilt as well. And so the enemy just saw, created the perfect storm scenario wow. there. All right. So Keith, at the same time, you start realizing some things. God's showing you some things. Talk about what that moment was like for you. Yeah. So just a little history for the viewers. I mean, I, I was dealing with some physical issues. I had pelvic floor dysfunction. I was in a lot of pain all the time. Uh, I was having, you know, trouble with, with, pretty much everything in my body. And along with that, you know, I was dealing with depression and anxiety and hopelessness. And, you know, like she said, I was dealing with rejection issues. I've, mm-hmm. I, well, I've dealt with rejection issues as we learned, you know, in the last mm-hmm. podcast, mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a theme throughout my life. And, um, and so, you know, the culmination of all those things together kind of led to, you know, this perfect storm where, you know, I felt that God didn't love me, mm. that I was unlovable. <clears throat> I was unlovable to him. I was unlovable to my own wife. Um, and you know, where do you where do you go from that? You know, where, how do you how do you recover from that mm. when you start to to doubt? You know, God's love for you and yeah. and your your yeah. own wife's love for you. Yeah, um, it feels like you're in a state of of absolute hopelessness. And I, you know, it was it was not it was not just that I was I was you know unloved in the past, but right. that my nature mm. was mm. unlovable. And we're talking about. You've, you've been a longtime believer. This is not, you know, all of a sudden just came to the faith just yeah. last year yeah. or something. This yeah. is, yeah, this is who you, you've been a follower of Christ for a long time. Been Have involved in ministry. Ministry. I was a, I was a worship pastor for about nine years, associate pastor to a church in Midlothian. 
um, had gone to Bible school, was a youth mm. pastor before I came to Bible school. So I've been involved in, in ministry and, you know, teaching, preaching and sharing the word through music and, and, mm. and speaking for majority of my adult life longer than, than I've been married, you know? Mm. So this is going on inside and you've, you've touched on now how this started to affect your marriage. What, what else, what are some other ways it was playing out for you relationally in your marriage? What are you seeing happen at this time? I'm sure there's breakdown in communication and some yeah, uh, from one another and sure. Uh, you know, I, I, I have my own natural OCD type uh, of, of issues, just mm. weird quirks and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and I didn't, I didn't realize that, uh, cause when she started discovering scrupulosity, uh, and what it meant and the impact that it had, uh, by definition, um, and how it was, you know, had this interplay in our marriage, mm-hmm. I, I started to recognize, well, I have some of those same issues too. You know, I'm oh. dealing with the same thing, not to the extent that, that she was, right. but in my own way, really more towards a rejection mindset. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it had, it had caused me to, to become more anxious, obviously. Um, and I started, you know, she talks about checking, you know, constantly checking your thoughts. I would constantly check, well, does she love me? And, you know, is she, is she, she went somewhere. Uh, mm. is, is, is she trying to escape from me? Is she trying yeah. to get away wow. from me? Yeah. Uh, what do I need to do to, to get her love back? And so it was this mm-hmm. frantic storm mm-hmm. of emotions where I was I was literally trying to save my marriage, even though it wasn't at risk at the time. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, it was, yeah. she was dealing with what she was dealing with, and yeah. you know, and I was then trying to like save and grasp mm-hmm. and pull and plead, and uh, you know, I thought that it was hopeless. Mm-hmm. Wow! Mm-hmm. All from at the the basis, the foundation is rejection. Mm-hmm. Rejection is causing all of these. Yeah, mm-hmm. thoughts and attitudes and beliefs, actions that are stemming from that. Yeah, and uh, you know we talk about Mark DeJesus and his ministry that mm-hmm. kind of helped like lift the veil on this you know spiritual OCD. And one of the things that he has in his book, uh, the Rejection Mindset, it says rejection brings a counterfeit message to block or distort God's love and our awareness of our of our identity in Him. Mm. It's and it's true. It's it was a counterfeit message. It's mm-hmm. not. Absolutely. It was not true wow. that my wife stopped loving me. It was not true that God yeah. doesn't love me or that I'm unlovable. No, mm-hmm. he had just taken advantage of the fact that we were both isolated. Yeah, and in our isolation, we're struggling. And then you think that you're the only one struggling with these things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm believing that I am the summation of my thoughts, mm-hmm. which is not at all what Christ says mm-hmm. our identity is. is. Right. Ooh. I can I can see this spiraling in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I experienced some of this, but I can see relationally how. Yes. So then, at some point, you express some of this to Candy. Well, then Candy starts having more intrusive thoughts about, well, maybe I am. You know, what am I doing? And just yes. Down we go. Yes, and away, and because he's reaching so and, far and and uh, comes across as needy in yeah. a sense yeah. um, when he's just mm-hmm. trying to to salvage. I push away because mm. I see neediness. I'm like, oh, I, you know. Mm-hmm. I and then I see that and respond. <laughs> he sees that. It, was this, it was this feedback it was loop. Just, it was constant yes. feedback. Yeah. We yeah. were stuck in a loop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Spiral out of control. Yep. I, would, I would imagine sometimes pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't take much. Yeah. yeah. Didn't take much. Wow. Which wow. I will. She would, she would leave the house without saying goodbye and I'd be like, go into a panic mode. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It was unhealthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keith mentioned Mark DeJesus, and I will give a plug for his channel because I think it is absolutely tremendous, yeah. and and it is like <clears throat> incredible content, like literally life changing. Any, any men, like mental health related issue that is in the spiritual realm, he basically has a video mm. for it, and and like like you said back in the podcast in 2022, like that that literally is like the lifeline that y'all it was that that 
really revealed a lot of this stuff and then and then brought clarity and answers to a lot of this stuff as well. So mm. like if you are saying, man, I, I actually kind of relate to what these people mm. are saying, like mm. I'd say check out his mm. channel as well. Yeah. But, you know, in trying to like navigate all this stuff, you're saying the rejection, he has a book on the like, yeah, uh, exposing the rejection mindset, um, so and uh, and you know one of the things that's that's um, that is in the the root the the heart of his ministry is getting us to understand the love of the Father mm. and applying mm. it to our lives so good. And, and and living from that love, yeah. outsourced mm-hmm. from it. So yeah, so yeah. good. So Keith, what is what's going through your mind as far as your faith at this point? Because again, I've been a long term follower of Christ. All this is happening, though. Mm-hmm. What what's going on with your your view of faith in this yeah. in that moment? It uh, it felt like a cruel joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little emotional talking about it, but yeah. it felt it felt like my life was set up like, you know, you go you go to Bible college and and you you pray that God would use you and you have a, a vision a, a picture yeah. Yeah. of what you're supposed to look like when you're an adult and how God is going to use that and uh, and it all kind of comes crashing down if I can't keep my own, my own life together, my marriage together. Um, you know, I'm just a, I'm a fake. Yeah. Wow. And I dealt with, you know, significant imposter syndrome, you know? <sighs> wow. Where you just start going through the motions, not letting anybody know what's going on. Right. I'm yeah. assuming that's what some of that starts to look like. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's difficult mm-hmm. because, you know, the, the health stuff that I was going through was extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I was in excruciating pain most of the day, most days uh, with a, with mm-hmm. a little break here and there. Um, and I just had no direction. I felt, I felt pretty aimless and yeah. purposeless. Wow. Mm-hmm. Andy, how about you and your faith during all this time? What, what's happening for you? Um, so seeing him struggle and knowing that I couldn't help him, definitely made things tough. Um, I tend to struggle with also receiving the father's love mm. um, in, a, in a different sense than he does. I don't necessarily deal with the rejection as much as um, I feel like I have to perform mm. really well. Um, if, if I do well, then I get acceptance. And so I saw myself struggling and just thought, well, the Lord doesn't really want anything to do with me at this point because I'm just really struggling right now. Um, but I, but I always know there's always an unsettling. I think as believers, we know when something is not sitting right. So I was struggling. I was like, this isn't, this isn't it. Something is off. And I, I I knew that something was off. I just couldn't pinpoint Mm -hmm. what it was and I couldn't help Mm -hmm. him. Um, and I think, you know, like he talked about being stuck in a loop and dealing with the, the pattern of believing, well, I'm unlovable or this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And the enemy loves to attack our identity and, And not always with just blank lies. He'll take some truth and twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens, I think with a lot of people is we see ourselves with this twisted identity. And then what happens is we act out of believing falsely. So then we get stuck in almost like a self-fulfilled prophecy. Mm-hmm. So then we're <laughs> acting out of that false yeah. belief. Yeah. And then see, this, see now yeah. this person has left yeah. my life. See, yeah. this yeah. is happening. And I, I, I think- all of us deal with it in a sense, but he's, he's smart. You know, the enemy's yeah. smart. He knows how to yeah. attack the identity. And, um, you know, so I was really struggling, but when I found Mark De Jesus ministry and his resources who were just life giving to me, um, mm. you know, um, the father began to point out the lies that I was starting to believe. Mm. Um, and so that was just freeing for yeah. me. 
really. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure in the midst of this, you're still praying. You're still mm-hmm. going to church. Mm-hmm. You're still mm-hmm. raising your children, still mm-hmm. knowing, okay, we're, we're following Christ here, but. Limping along. Limping. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. because half the time he wasn't going to church because he was in survival mode. His pain was so intense that he was just trying to get to the the next day without pain. Mm. And going to church was uncomfortable because riding in a car was uncomfortable and sitting at church is uncomfortable. And and I could tolerate some of that, but the more that it went on, I felt like he was becoming more of a hermit and not wanting to to leave. Wow. you know, but then I, how do you force someone who's in pain, yeah, you know, uh, to, exactly. to know that you need fellowship and yeah, things like definitely. that? Okay, so moving uh, to to you, Candy, yeah. uh, and this, and moving from being attacked, like like you were describing it, how, how do you go from that mindset to now facing the lies head on and attacking those and in the long run, I guess you could say like finding victory from the intrusive thoughts and not letting them uh, rule your life. But how do you find victory in attacking those? Mm-hmm. Um, now that I know what they are and, and that I know that I'm not alone, that mm-hmm. other people struggle with it, mm-hmm. um, it's much easier to, and, and I think also knowing that I am not the summation of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. So if I have dark thoughts, if I, if I doubt my salvation, if I, you know, that was an earlier on one for me, that was, when I got saved at 13, mm-hmm. 13, 14, that was a big one. I was mm-hmm. calling my pastor or someone at my church almost every day. <laughs> wow. I don't feel saved. Are you sure? Wow. And I would need them to talk me down. Um, so it, it's changed over the years. Um, but now being able to say, okay, I am not what my thoughts are. I'm the gatekeeper of my thoughts and I am nice. who Christ says I am. Mm-hmm. And so I'm able to then see my thoughts and feelings both as tools mm-hmm but my identity wow. sits on top of that. So good. And so then I can that's identify, awesome. yep. okay, wait a minute. That's, mm, no, that's not who I am. So mm-hmm. a, a friend of mine um, explained it as an airplane coming in and landing at an airport. She had heard that somewhere else. And she said, you see the plane coming in and you can say, well, that no, that one doesn't sit right. That's not who I am in Christ. Nice. So it, it can't stay. It's gonna mm-hmm. have to go yeah, on. Move on. Yeah, yeah. nice. That's, good. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine also in this, this is not, again, this is not like a one time I said this, and then I'm done. Like I don't, I don't actually don't Correct. deal with intrusive <laughs> thoughts anymore. But there, I'm sure there are some things that you're having to continually affirm yourself with truths. Yes. So, like, what are some of the uh, passages or truths that you are saying? Like, I continually tell myself these things because yes. that's essential. Yes. So old habits die hard, and those those <laughs> ditches are deep, uh-huh. and it takes time to form new habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, mm-hmm. I think understanding the Father's love is a big one, just like it was for Keith, but it was for me as well. Um, I may not have received earthly love of a father that well, and so that ties into how I relate to the Father um, in my faith walk. But so the one, if perfect love casts out fear, if mm-hmm. we know that scripture, mm-hmm. then knowing how loved you are cultivates the atmosphere for truth to have its power. And that was something that Mark DeJesus mentioned. If you know how loved you are, I think if many believers, if we really grasped just how loved we are, if you think about how much you love your own children, we would just have so much joy and freedom and walk around in confidence that we just, you know, he just loves me. I am just blown away by how much he loves me. But we feel guilty when we think about the love of the father many times. That feels selfish. That, That feels like, why am I thinking about myself? Mm-hmm. But really the flip is true. Go yeah. figure, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. flip is true. Getting stuck in the loop where your self doubt and rejection and fear that keeps us in the loop where now we're, we are self-focused. 
we are selfish. And I say that with a lot of love because I don't mean it in a negative sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we get stuck there, then now we're not fruitful as believers and we're Mm -hmm. called to be fruitful. So you made that statement. I want you to repeat it about uh, love becomes the the seedbed basically. Yeah. If perfect love casts out fear, then knowing how loved you are cultivates the atmosphere for truth to have its power. That's where truth yeah. comes alive out of knowing you're loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and whenever you don't know if you're loved, I mean, <laughs> you can't you, you can't, can't receive truth or yeah. you know right. Or, you're yeah. very you limited. You don't yeah. have very, the soil. Uh-huh. I think that's yeah. what I think. Yeah. You don't have the soil for truth to fall into. Yeah, for a seed to like, grasp mm-hmm. it. And, and any fruit that does grow is minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, we touched on this a little bit at the mm-hmm. women's conference with boundaries, and we talked about mm-hmm. gardens that, mm-hmm. you know, if if there's no good soil for the mm-hmm. roots to really go down and not just get nutrients, but grab on so that mm-hmm. when winds and storms come, yeah. it stays. So um, then, then we're just, we're, we're barely, we're in survival mode. We're barely yeah, making yeah. it. <clears throat> so, so old scrupulosity thoughts, even to myself say, yeah, I'm just terrible soil. That's just all there is to it. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just bad soil. I was having that thought while, you, while, while she was <laughs> yeah. talking. Know, and you were that, talking. Isn't yeah. that weird? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're yes. just like the, like the parable that Jesus said about the soil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just rocky ground, Tough. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're toast. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's certain, mm-hmm. we don't have to name names, but yeah. there are certain denominations and yes. groups that lean toward this. Mm-hmm. Make it their deal. Yeah. Not, even, not they, even just like, oh, we'll kind of like hint towards it, but it's like, this is Christianity. Yes. We're talking yeah. about the churches that have the altar calls every week and you have to go back up and, and receive Jesus again. Yes, yeah. because yes. you may have lost your salvation. You probably did, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and if you're not doing this certain activity, it's evidence that you've lost Mm-hmm. Your salvation, right. yeah. Yes, the churches that we both grew up in were very yeah. similar. Um, and I think if, you know, mine was um, either assembly, assembly of God, non-denominational Pentecostal. So right. um, there's a big, big focus on the emotional side, yeah. uh, the giftings and the emotional side of things. And so when you already struggle to process your own emotions and then <laughs> everything at church and faith is heightened and built on almost pillars of yeah. emotional awareness and emotional big things happening emotionally, then yeah, you start to think that your emotions and thoughts are the leader. They are Mm -hmm. who you are. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and tell me if you've not had this experience, you go to church and then the first encouragement from the worship leader, pastor, whoever it is, is let's just take some time today and focus on our sin and focus on how much we have failed God this week. (laughs) Ever been in something like that? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> sounds spiritual. Because on in one hand, it's like, yeah, that, there's truth. Like there, there yeah. is that happened this week. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, we should t- take that's that. That's where you leave people, though. Yeah, you know, if you don't say, now I want you to see those sins removed from you as far as yeah. east is from the west. Right. I want yes. you to see yourself yeah. being loved mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I want you to see yourself yeah. being cleansed and declared righteous. Yeah. And that. Yeah. That's what I'll follow. That. And, <laughs> and get this, that's not your identity. Whenever that is, whenever it's just left of, hey, let's take some time and everyone just like confess all your sin. All right, moving on. Here we go. And yeah. it's like, there is like- Pass a, the basket. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, like a, it's like a vomit of like kind of half processed emotions mm-hmm. of, of like, well, okay, I feel terrible about myself. And mm-hmm. I, and now what, what fruit is to come from this. Exactly. Right. I, yeah. I don't know what- Fruit exactly. of the spirit is produced by the simple. Right. Uh, and then you have a bunch of believers 
meant to be powerhouses that are yes. that are turning around and pouring it back into their community, but we're still so, so stuck in our cycles of this. Yes. Questioning everything. We're, we're questioning everything. Yes. And we don't we feel weird when we focus on giving yourself compassion and yes. giving yourself mm-hmm. grace, yes. so which true. that was another big part of this. That is so difficult to do. We can do that to mm-hmm. others mm-hmm. so much easier. Yeah. But when you hear, okay, you have to recognize your thought pattern is a little broken, just like someone with physical OCD. Mm-hmm. And so you have to fire your interpreter and give yourself grace and compassion for the gray areas to process that feels extremely unnatural. Yeah. And that was yeah. that was really helpful to me when we started to, to look at it like that through that lens, because, you know, um, for me being a father and, you know, um, looking at my own children, if they, if they fail in an area um, or if I see them struggling with something, my knee-jerk reaction is to come alongside of them in compassion mm-hmm and love them mm-hmm. and help them uncover what lies they may be believing and, mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. you know, give them what the truth is, mm-hmm. remind them and, and just, you know, basically love them like a, like a good father. Right. Yeah. That's what, that's what, that's what I'm inclined to do. Um, but when I fail on my own, mm. it's a different story. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing God mm. as, as I mentioned in the, in the last podcast, the cosmic cop up in the sky, mm. ready to bash me on the head with a billy club because yeah. I blew yeah. it. Yeah. Again, uh-huh. for the nine thousandth time, uh-huh. the same, the same struggle, uh-huh. you know. And and if if I'm a human, broken, yes. you know, uh, yes. in my own sinful nature, so and I can love my kids yeah. in in a way that that disregards what they've done, I, I'm not interested in in what they did. Uh, I'm interested in 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 loving them and nurturing them. Then how much more my heavenly yeah. Father yeah. is interested in coming alongside of me and mm-hmm. uh, and rescuing me? I mean, that's his nature. So yeah. His yeah. nature is to redeem. <clears throat> yeah. His good. nature is to set the captive free. Yeah. His yeah. nature is to love unconditionally, yeah. even to the point where he sends his own son. Yeah. And understanding that I have that Father, yeah. and it's that Father who loves me in my brokenness. So good. That's good. So good. That's awesome. Good. So obviously, that that kind of like is the answer to this question I'm about yeah. to ask you. But I want to yeah. keep, keep diving. <laughs> into it more. Uh, so with the lies in which you were attacked with and were agreeing with, um, how have you gone from being attacked to facing those lies and, and turning truth to those lies and, and then walking in victory in areas? How, how have you done that? Yeah. So as I said earlier, you know, understanding the nature of the love of the father was, was important. And, uh, and that's something that it didn't happen very quickly. It was, it was little glimpses here and little glimpses there. And honestly, I'm still, I'm still getting yeah. glimpses. Yeah. yeah, sure. Um, yeah. but you know, knowing that his, his, his desire is to, uh, to rescue the child from harm. Uh, so whenever I, I fall into an area of struggle now, um, I, I understand immediately, I think immediately, okay, this isn't who I am. This is just my, my broken sinful nature, but my father, he wants to get me out of here. And, and so instead of thinking I blew it, I've ruined it. Um, I, I, I realized that he's, as I mentioned earlier, coming alongside of me, putting his arm, putting his arm around me and saying, okay. Let's talk about let's this. this. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's yeah. let's get out of here. Let's and leave not this like, place. All right. Uh, let's talk about this, pal. I'll <laughs> yeah. you in the face yeah. at the same time. Yeah. 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 Here's your salvation key. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. You're really close. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I think I think really what helped me understand is um, the about so the Paul Paul is pretty specific and he mentions a few times in like Romans and Galatians, uh, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear but you receive the spirit of adoption mm-hmm. by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. 
And I think most of us who grew up in church, we understand that Abba means daddy mm-hmm. um, and it's not the formal mm-hmm. father. And okay, mm-hmm. that's that's a nice picture of God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this this spirit of adoption, there's, there's a lot more depth into that. Um, he says again in Galatians, and uh, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, uh, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. And so one of the interesting things that I, that I learned about um, adoption is Paul, you know, he was a Roman and he was a, a Roman citizen. And so he, mm-hmm. he knew, he knew what, what word he was using here. And mm-hmm. Roman adoption is pretty mm-hmm. unique um, in the sense that, and here's a definition from the internet um, uh, for Roman adoption, would place the adopted person for all legal purposes in the same position as if he or she had been a natural child in the power of the adopter. The adoptee took the adopter's name and rank and acquired rights of succession in his new family, losing those held in the old family. Yep. Wow. So, you know, yep. it's a different it's a different culture. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. we, we don't really understand it, but if we were to try to like, you know, parallel that to our culture here in America, it would be like, you get a complete name change. Yeah. Like your yeah. old name, if you're walking down the street and someone says, hey, Keith, you're just Mm-mm. not gonna turn because that's nope. not who you yeah. are anymore. You've yeah. been wow. given a new name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're no longer um, obligated to your past debts. All of your past debts were wiped out. Your obligations were wiped out. That money you owe the IRS, it's gone. Yeah. Um, student debt? Student debt gone too, yeah. Really? <laughs> actually includes that. Yep. Wow. Uh, like if, you, know, if yeah. you had a social security number, uh-huh. the old one would be wow. torn up, thrown in the trash, and yeah. you'd get a new one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, your felonies, they're gone too. <laughs> no, good. <laughs> Um, and, and, and then, <laughs> you know, concerning yeah. heirs, you know, they, they become, uh, you know, as heirs to the father's inheritance. So the adopted children have equal access to the same inheritance <laughs> that the natural children do. And in fact, um, you know, w- when, when dad who adopts a, a new son is introducing son, he wouldn't say, Hey, this is uh, this is my son. He's he's adopted. Mm. Uh, he he used to go by this name, but yeah, now he yeah, goes yeah. no. This be, is my son. Is His my son. name is yeah. And so that's the nature of, of yeah. the father. You know, um, his his adoption changes the very nature of who I am, and yeah. mm-hmm. and and brings me into uh, to access to all that he has to offer me mm-hmm. through his word, through his yeah. spirit, through his son. So yeah. Yeah. No disclaimer on your name or no asterisk <laughs> or, son or anything, like, but like legit, this is it. So yeah. asking in the same question, obviously that's a, that's a large answer to, yeah. to yes. this, but what, what are other uh, truths that you affirm, like, because I'm assuming again, in the same manner, this is not just like a, oh, once a month, I'll like tell myself some truth, but like every day, every hour, like I am, I am a son. I'm, I'm not a slave to my, to my sins, but I am a son of God. So what are some other truths, passages of scripture that you are continually reminding yourself of? Um, I should have typed this one out, but, uh, in, um, in lamentations and I, and I actually, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, uh, I quoted this one this past Sunday at Vertical mm. during the song, yeah. um, but the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Yeah. His mercies never come to an end. True. They are new every morning and great is his faithfulness. So I mean, it's like, it's like the Energizer Bunny on steroids. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a horrible way to paraphrase it, but, but it, it's the steadfast love of the father never ceases and they never come to an end. No matter where you are, mm. no matter how much you're struggling with something, whether it's an addiction, whether it's self-doubt, whether it's rejection, mm-hmm. 
his love doesn't stop. Yeah. It goes on and on. Yeah. That's good. So good. That's yeah. awesome. It's love so it. hard to settle into that because it's such a positive. Yeah. It, it, we feel so guilty. We don't deserve yeah. it. You know, especially yeah. those of us yeah. who struggle with the obsessive compulsive thoughts and, and where right. we always feel a sense of being unsettled anyway in our minds. And so yeah. being able to know that I can think that and believe it and then it's positive and there's no, there's no negative undertone anywhere yeah. where I'm questioning something. It mm -hmm. feels very strange. Yeah. Yeah. It can feel selfish to focus like that, yes. but yeah. it really isn't. It You're settling who you are in Christ. Yes. And when you can settle that, then you have the freedom to walk and produce. You, like you mentioned before uh, achievements, Candy, and uh, and I think uh, that's the area in which you seem to get you know uh, personal validation that you're doing Absolutely. okay, right? For me, it's performance. You know, have I read my Bible enough? Have mm -hmm. I prayed enough? Mm -hmm. Have I done X Y Z? Have I not mm -hmm. done A B C D E M G H I J K? Right? <laughs> yeah. um, and so you know, when we when we understand the Father's love, we don't have to perform to earn it. You know, mm -hmm. we just need to learn to receive it. Yeah, and then True. it becomes natural byproduct yeah. of our relationship. Exactly. It's, it's not that there's not going to be righteousness coming out of your life. It's not, right. that, no. it's not that your life is supposed to look the same mm -hmm. if you're not focusing on performing, but mm -hmm. from God's love outflows right. fruit. Yeah. We yeah. talked about that a little bit um, at the youth group actually with, with, mm. uh, with some of the kiddos we were talking about um, walking out and sometimes they can get stuck on, well, if I do this more during the week and I do this more mm -hmm. during the week, um, and so I brought it back to, you know, relationships. They like to talk about relationships. And I'm like, you spend time with that person because you want to spend time with that person. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you, f you, you find yourself talking like them, <laughs> cracking the same kind of joke. Yep. You laugh Fact. like that person now. Yep. And, and the yep. girls started laughing, but it's so true. Yeah. Uh, and so I was, what I was encouraging in them is that it becomes a byproduct. So you're not, good. you're not having to force it to happen anymore yeah. because it's a byproduct of the relationship Jesus. and your confidence in who you are. As, as Keith was saying, being totally ad adopted in yeah. and being uh, a son or daughter. Yeah, I mean, it fits with what Jesus said. He who believes in me from his innermost beings <laughs> shall come rivers, rivers of yes. living water. It'll flow yeah. out from you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not Instead tiny of trickles you, of maybe yes. yeah, a little or bit or of even a feel like you got to suck the life out of everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Around yeah. you. So. Absolutely. So good. So I know there was this sense in which, okay, here's big truth. I, we totally agree with that. That is what mm -hmm. we need, what we've longed for. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's a day that that all settled in. But then began a process of this now being lived out. Mm -hmm. Healing began to happen, but you'd probably both say healing is still happening. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Healing absolutely. has not come to its entire completion to where you, like, I don't have any doubts ever anymore about the love that I have received, or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it has begun. Mm -hmm. And it started with that that day that you received that truth. Yeah. So I'm curious, how are you seeing this affect now areas of your life? For example, I can imagine that because of those ways you believed, that affected the way you worshipped. If mm -hmm. you're in a church yeah. service, you're you're if you're believing it's performance based, or mm -hmm. then you're 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 forcing something to happen outwardly mm -hmm. to try to hopefully get God's approval. Yeah. But where are you now when it comes to worship? How has this been changed for you? Uh, well, for me, you know, I had to, I had to be somewhat intentional about it. And, and at the risk of, of talking about doing things in terms of, you know, performance, mm -hmm. um, it was important to, to just kind of take a step back and almost take the, the performative element out of the equation. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I've never been great at 
long prayers, long prayer sessions, long devotions. Mm-hmm. It's just not, I mean, it's just not my makeup. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a huge reader. I have to really, you know, mm-hmm. uh, force myself to get into a book. Yeah. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm praying God, how do I, how do I position myself to, to receive your love? Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, let's just get back to the basics. Yeah. Let's just take it back to, you know, square one. Yeah how do I identify as being your son in my mind, in my heart? And how does, how do I have life outflow from that? Mm-hmm. And uh, again, Mark Jesus, he has this exercise that he does uh, in the morning when he gets up, he gets ready before he goes out to work, he's got a stairwell and then it goes right out to the door and he habitually would just, you know, finish getting dressed upstairs and he would just run out the door with his keys and get in his vehicle. Mm-hmm. And what he started doing is he started mm-hmm. stopping at the top of the stairs and he'd just sit down for a minute and he'd put his hand over his heart and he'd say, Mark, God loves you. You are loved. You are his son. What does your life look like today if everything you did outflowed from the identity of who you are, that you're his, and that every person you talk to is an, is an appointment from God for him to, to flow through you and demonstrate his love to them? And I was like... I can, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. I started to do that. Wow. And so in the mornings, you know, I, I usually roll out of bed and start the coffee machine. And then after, mm-hmm. you know, the cobwebs clear, I'll, yeah. I'll get up and I'll, and I'll walk over to my, I work from home. So I walk mm-hmm. over to my workstation and I'll just, I'll go through the, our father prayer. Um, and, and the first part being my father, yeah. you know, and I'll, and I'll just take a moment and I'll pause and I'll reflect on the fact that I'm a son and it doesn't matter if I fail today. It doesn't matter if I failed yesterday, mm. he still loves me. Mm-hmm. And so now there's this, there's this better communication with God where I'm praying every day. I'm talking to him every day. I'm able to receive his love yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and wow. outflow from that. Because you know who you are. Because I know who I am. Yeah. yeah. I love so that. Good. So yep. good. How about you, Candy, when it comes to relating to God and, and worship? Yeah. So there is some intentionality that goes with it. Um, worship is so much more, um, for me, peaceful um, and easy to keep my focus um, on him and less on the, the wrongs or um, getting stuck in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's much easier because I know who I am. And so, and just, I don't do Keith's exercise, but man, there's the power of life and death is in the tongue. And yes. so when you are speaking truth <clears throat> and we are told many times to speak truth, I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, even David in the Psalms is like, why are you so cast down on my soul? Yes. Like praise the Lord. He's yes. telling himself telling to himself. praise the father. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when we act out of the truth that we know that we are who we are and the truth that the word says about us um, as children, um, things follow, emotions yeah. follow, thoughts yes. follow truth. Mm-hmm. We think it's the flip many mm-hmm. times, but it's mm-hmm. it's actually the opposite. When you act out of truth, mm-hmm. the rest will follow that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for sure, even in my worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the idea of looking forward in your faith? I'm sure, as you mentioned, when you view God as this policeman in heaven, it makes the future cloudy and dark, not as hopeful. What, what are you finding now in seeing him as father and you think about faith and, and the future? His plans for us are good, mm. you know? And that, that doesn't mean that, that, you know, we live life in a vacuum, mm-hmm. uh, that there won't be suffering. Right. Um, God uses suffering for his glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, being familiar with physical suffering, I've, I've learned to um, appreciate uh, the place that, that you end up coming to when, uh, when you're going through something difficult, when you're going mm. through something hard, because suffering is never for nothing. 
God knew about it. He's not shocked. He's not yeah. surprised. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I see that his plans for me are, are good. And the word, you know, confirms that, um, in many places. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you're more hopeful then, I guess, as you look forward. Yeah. And I have more of a peace because I would, I would, you know, uh, previously, and I mean, not that I still don't deal with anxiety, right. uh, mm-hmm. tremendously right. Uh, right. At, uh, at days and times, sure. um, but I, but I can re- reflect and then I can have a peace that, that God is working things out for his good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Candy, how about you looking forward with faith? Well, I definitely think that when you're not going from uh, obsessive thought to obsessive thought to mm-hmm. compulsive uh, checking and things like that, then um, I'm no longer in that survival mode. And I'm, I'm stuck on that a little bit because we talked about it at the women's conference. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens is it's just like with my glasses, if I take them off, I can't see, I can't see far enough other than to just do the next thing. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I have them on, I'm single-minded. And so now I'm single-minded mm-hmm. and I'm able to see what, what has he intended for me in this season of my life now, yeah. now that I can see, and I'm not just yeah. surviving and just in this, this loop or this um, circle of, of the same con- like thoughts and doubts over and over again, mm-hmm. I'm able to, to see what's in my garden for that time. I can, I can see if there's room to produce mm-hmm. um, in with my children and with myself, you know, what, what things has the father asked me to put my attention on? Um, is it helping with the youth group right now and things? And so that becomes easier. I can walk that out because I'm at peace. I'm at peace with yeah. who he says I am. And I'm now single-minded. I'm That's not, good. I'm not just struggling. Yeah. Love it. So we've talked quite a bit here at Vertical about how faith and a right view of God can heal a lot of mental and emotional dis-ease that we've had. Are you finding it to be true for yourselves? Emotional, mental, greater health today? Absolutely. Because of what you believe? Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. And I know that... Um, Speaking about the culture today, it's 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 such a popular thing to throw labels on someone, and then that becomes their identity, and they right. settle into that, and then yep. there's no expectation of of change, and then that identity or label then brings in attention, and so there's that's it's heartbreaking to see that happen in our young people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I have a list of things that I wrote down for that I struggled with when I was younger, and to mm. see the change. Um, you know, I used to come home as a teenager. I got saved at 13 at youth camp, but I didn't really have a mentor or discipleship. Um, my mom was a believer and took me to church because I said, what you do, but right. she didn't even know how to help me. Poor thing. I mean, mm. um, but I mean, I would come home and force myself to read a certain amount of the Bible. Um, I went to public school. I, I, if I did not make myself evangelize to somebody that day, I was distraught. Wow. I really thought something was wrong that I didn't talk to somebody um, I mean, I would, we talked about this in the last one. I would, I would wear the same clothes to school because I thought, well, and that thought would pop in. And I think, well, if you can't do that, then you care way too much about what people think of you. So I would force myself. Okay. I could do that. So I get the gumption and, and wear the same clothes. I mean, I, my friends thought I, I lost so many friends the first two years in high school. They just thought I was the weirdest Persecution. thing. Yes. Persecution. Yes. Yeah. Persecution, right? Yeah. Must be good. Um, I'm doing it. And yeah. then, and it's then, like, but, like Martin Luther, you know, yeah. Yeah. himself. Yeah. Literally. Um, even, oh. even, and then, and then, so that would magnify into, you know, obeying the laws of the land. Even if my mom, I look over and she's speeding a little here. Mm-hmm. Mom, you're speeding. Like, yeah. don't speed. So, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. just bleeding into everything. I wasn't watching any secular movies or listening to any secular music, which that's not necessarily a bad thing, but right. when you yeah. take it to an extreme, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, and a fear, I wouldn't hang out with any school uh, friends outside of school. I mean, mm-hmm. it, um, I would, 
I would, my dad was not a believer at the time and I would force myself to pray over the house in front of him mm. thinking, well, that that's something hard. Basically it's not anything hard, yeah. you know? Wow. And, then it, and then it went into college and it's, you know, I um, I didn't date in high school. That was another one. I made a promise I wouldn't date. That was all, that was all fine. Yeah. Um, but then I get into Bible college and then it's like, well, what if the Lord wants you to be celibate? You know, I get that thought. And I'm like, oh, I don't want that. And I'm like, oh, you yeah. don't want that. What does that oh, mean? You know, that means that God's that. telling you to do it. Yeah, yeah, what if God's telling you to do it? You don't yeah. want to do it. I mean, so so yes, the, the the freedom of the mental health side. And and I didn't see, I'm looking back, you know, I didn't, not that that you don't, we, we need biblical counselors. Mm-hmm. I did not go see a psychiatrist. I didn't see, my mother took me once. Mm-hmm. I dealt with extreme fear of the dark when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I went a couple of times and they basically helped me with some behavioral things to help with that. Outside of that, I didn't, I wasn't on medication for it. I, I didn't seek out a psychiatrist to help. Um, looking back, I was even having panic attacks. Um, my mother took me, they took me to a cardiologist. They thought I would, might have mono or something was off with my heart. I had to have a stress test done. Looking back, I was really just having panic attacks wow. and it just wasn't identified. But so yes, I, I am walking living proof at 40 years old that the mental health, the freedom that comes with knowing yes. who you are. And, and the Lord was so gracious in those times when I'm at home crying and, and writing in my journal and struggling and praying. And where are you God? And why is this so hard? But yet I, I know you're the only answer. There's nowhere else to go, but, but this does, this isn't, I'm not happy. Yeah. I don't feel joyful and I'm mad at him. And I would tell him I'm mad at you, but where else am I going to go? I mean, and I'm like 14, wow. 15, 16 yeah. at the time. And um, so, but he was so gracious to yeah. meet me in those times. And, and while I'm forcing myself to read all these scriptures, he would bury that down. So mm. I'm grateful for those moments that he, he uses the journey. Yeah. He uses a lot of freedom now. So you're finding intrusive thoughts way down. Oh yeah. The pace mm-hmm. of thoughts is down and peace yes. prevails. Mm-hmm. And there's more real estate available for other thoughts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's really true. Yes. That's really true. Yeah. I've, I've learned to, um, to, I still have them uh, on the daily, even like an hour before coming yep. here for the podcast, yep. I started to, to, to notice yep. there was some unhealthy self-talk. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're never going to reach full potential. You're, you're just an imposter, you know? Yep. And I just had like Candy talked about the plane, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just let it, yeah. let it go on by, yeah. let it yeah. go on by. One land somewhere else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. So, um, let's talk about with your kids. We haven't talked a whole lot about that. I'm sure this has to affect parenting, how you view and relate to them. What have you noticed Changing. Don't about- get too much. <laughs> it's a really easy. No, I was. I was actually thinking about how I would answer this question. I didn't really have an idea as to as to like how yeah. I didn't hadn't really considered that, and then it just occurred to me. So I was like, "Ooh, yeah. <laughs> let's go." Right. Let's hear uh, confidence. Mm. Um, I can't be a strong, confident father if yep. I am doubting <laughs> who I am. You know, mm. and you know, going back to the performance thing. Um, you know, I would, I would look at myself like, okay, you're a husband, you're a father, you're a musician, you're a vocalist, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're a claims manager for an insurance company, mm-hmm. you're, you're a good problem solver. And while all those things are true, I am all those things. Um, if I fail in an area, then all of a sudden it pulls the carpet out from yep. that yep. particular identity. Yeah. And so, and then if you pull out the carpet from the main identity, the fact that I'm God's beloved son, then all of those things are just, they're just trash, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that, um, I, I had, uh, um, 
felt like I've missed some opportunities to, to be a good dad. And, um, and that's, that's disappointing to, 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 to acknowledge that. Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Especially. But you accept you're still loved. Yes. You're yes. forgiven mm-hmm. and given grace to move on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah. you know, as we have uh, some teens, I'm um, 17, 15 and uh, almost 13. And so mm-hmm. seeing teenagers deal with struggles now, yeah. yes. like he says, if you're, if you, if you're not even confident in who you are, yeah. it plays into how you feel that you can minister to even your children. Mm-hmm. You don't you know, feel qualified. You don't feel qualified. Yeah. You feel like you're just saying it because you should say it, or right. um, that's a hard conversation. I'm not ready to have that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you, when you can approach it in in confidence and knowing who you are um, and seeing my daughter, who also has tendencies towards struggling with perfectionism mm. and, um, and anxiety herself now, yeah. um, she is a type A. And so- we've already, we've been turning around and speaking these truths right back into her. Way to go. Um, so trying so to meet awesome. with her in that because, you know, seeing that tendency in her to really do things, mark every, check every box, cross every T, dot every yeah. I. Right. Just, just like give me a list <laughs> yeah. and I don't, yeah. it'll be easy. Just yeah. give me yeah. a list, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so letting her know that it's okay. It's okay. That's good. That's what I was going to ask is there are patterns in us as parents mm-hmm. that we, we pass on to our kids, mm-hmm. yep. it, you know, in the genetics, some of it in the, what they observe in us. Mm-hmm. So I guess you see some of that in mm-hmm. what you're saying. You mm-hmm. see some of that in your kids Yes, and you're, you're beginning the process of helping them be free. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can break generational patterns. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause oh, yeah. without, without implicating anybody, I'm sure you've noticed that maybe even above you, parents and grandparents, you've seen some of these mm-hmm. patterns come down. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right. So, um, as we said, this is a process. This is not a one and done, you know, I prayed a prayer and it was all over. It was all fixed. (laughs) It's been a process. I wish. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, what's the process been like? Are you finished? No. Not until the day we die. (laughs) Got a way to go. Honestly, I feel like, uh, you know, just being as genuine as possible here. Uh, I feel like I'm 20% loading. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right. Actually, almost was going to ask, like, what's a percentage? Wise? But I, was like, yeah. I don't know if that's kind of a weird. <laughs> I think yeah. in metrics. Yeah. There you so, go. Yeah. Twenty uh, percent loading. I feel like I've gained significant ground. I've got momentum. Um, I've got. I feel like I've got a handle on the steering wheel a little bit, and it really, it's not my wheel to grab. You know, Jesus, take the wheel. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, but I feel like I've got. I've got a good handle on. Okay, if this happens, do this. If this happens, do this. And each of the do this is is just. Be loved by the Father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. It's Trust simple. It's yeah. childlike yeah. faith. There's a reason He yeah. tells us yeah. to come as children. Yeah. So Remember, yeah. like sonship is not something that can be earned. It's bestowed. It's given. It's a gift. You can't. Yeah. You can't earn. I love it. all those little one-liners today. Oh, so. yeah. I'm so like writing all these. Yeah. I'm like, this is so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Candy. How about you? What's the process been like? Uh, it's definitely a daily, um, active step. Um, a couple of things that have helped me uh, stop taking my thoughts so seriously. Mm. Um, we get to decide if they stay or if they go. Mm-hmm. Um, chronic that's fear and anxiety is not of God. He's not using anxiety to get my attention. Correct. And that's <laughs> that's a hard one, but it, you know. I'm writing that one. Down. Yeah, I was going to say, there's another one right there. Uh, you know, many Christians struggle with discernment within ourselves. So we attribute God's voice to being the loudest voice or the one that creates the greatest disturbance and so many times we, we think that needs to be exactly where the attention goes. Oh, we better fix that. Um, when many times that's not the case, you know, yeah. and, and it goes right back into it, understanding the father's love. Wow. You are so loved. 
You're so loved. Mm. And he is there. He, he, he loved us in that we forget how he saved us. You know, mm-hmm. we, were, we weren't of any value. Mm-hmm. And then he comes along and he's like, you're mine now. Yeah. In that state, in that very state. And so, and so to, to know it, yeah. it's the same. Yeah. It's the same. Stop he's believing walking. the lie that you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, uh, you know, when you look at, at Jesus and his ministry, even before he performed any miracles, mm-hmm. even before he, you know, grabbed all the disciples and, you know, had a ragtag bunch of guys running around mm-hmm. changing the world, right? He, he was identified by his father publicly mm-hmm. when the Holy Spirit came down upon him mm-hmm. when he was baptized, says, mm-hmm. this is my nice. beloved yeah. son in whom I am well pleased. And, you know, it's the same with us, you same. know, before we can, before we can minister to others, before we can help others, we, we have to realize that, that we're, we're loved. Yeah. And he's pleased with us because he made us. Yeah. He chose, the father chose that to be the audible thing that was heard that day. Yes. He said a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said that. Yeah. Wow. Whew. All right. So good. <laughs> no. Fire me up. So what do you say to the person today who has walked where you've walked? They intrusive thoughts, morbid introspection, rejection. What do you say to them today? I would, I would say to evaluate where you're getting your love from. Mm. Um, because oftentimes when we don't mm-hmm. feel loved by the Father, we're going to seek love from other sources, whether mm-hmm. it's love from another person, uh, love from you know, certain you know, things that you acquire in life, love from, from pleasure, love from medication, mm-hmm. self-medicating. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where is your source of love? And if it's not coming from the Father, then how can you change that? How can you how can you learn to be loved? What can you do to learn to be loved by the Father? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe you're not getting love from your family. Maybe you grew up in a home where there was not much love around. Um, maybe you're in a situation like I was, where you feel like your spouse, you know, doesn't love you or something. You know, mm-hmm. but where? How can you how can you position yourself to receive the Father's love mm-hmm. better? Because out of that will outflow the change in your life that you're hoping for. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. Candy, what do you say to this person? And and part of the struggle is we're talking about believers mm-hmm. yes. who believe that what they're doing is right. Yes. Mm-hmm. We think we're fixing. Yeah. We're fixing I'm carrying my cross. Yeah. This is what Jesus said I'm, I'm supposed to do. Flesh. I'm gonna... yeah. what, mm-hmm. what do you say? Mm-hmm. What do you say to those folks that are, that are stuck in that? And maybe what they've heard today is causing them to think, maybe, maybe they are right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you are not your thoughts. You're not the summation of your thoughts. And I know I've said that before, but that yeah. was a big one for me. Mm-hmm. They are just tools you get to choose. Um, don't allow the enemy to get you stuck in a loop. Mm-hmm. Um, seek out someone. Sometimes it's just needing to get it out of your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, that's a big one, just mm-hmm. to get it out of your head. Um and knowing that you're not alone, you are not the only one who struggles with this. I mean, the enemy loves to hit us here. He can, he's not gonna, he knows he's not gonna take our faith, but mm-hmm. if he can just keep us stuck to where we're not yes. productive yes. Um, as believers, you know, and productive in whatever task you've been gifted and given to accomplish, you know, you are a gifted, loved child of God, mm-hmm. even before you <clears throat> accomplished or attacked anything, mm-hmm. you know, he, he met you right where you were. And so that's it going back to truth, yeah. going back to truth, go back to truth and know that the, 
the more times you do that, as uncomfortable as it is, it feels very unnatural. Just like someone who struggles with the physical OCDs, and we, we mentioned this last time, it, uh, if they go through like a behavioral therapy and okay, I'm not going to go check and make sure the door's locked three times tonight. Yep. I'm only going to do it once. And the other two times, you know, they're, <laughs> you know, it feels off. It's the same thing with yeah. mental. You have to choose. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stew. I'm not yes. going to ruminate over this weird thought yes. that entered yes. because it doesn't deserve my attention because what you feed mm-hmm. grows. So mm-hmm. if I'm feeding fear, if I'm feeding anxiety, if I'm mm-hmm. feeding that, even though, like you said, we feel like we're fixing something. Yeah. It's not the case. We, we're getting stuck. Yeah. Um, and so it's okay. And it's okay to be uncomfortable with saying, no, no. In fact, I'm going to go do something else right now. I'm going to go re, I'm going to go, you know, pray. I'm going to go find a scripture I can meditate on. I'm going to go, go diff- a do a walk. different task, go for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not alone but always go back to truth and know that the, the thoughts and feelings will eventually follow the more that you yep. make that the new habit. Yep, yep. And that rejection and condemnation has never been the plan of God for your life. Right. It's not his purpose. Like Keith, you said, mm-hmm. his nature is to rescue and redeem. Yes. I love that. So if where you are in your faith is putting you on a path where you're continually dealing with rejection and condemnation, that's not from God. Again, it's a, it's right. a counterfeit message that's designed, like Candy was saying, yes. to distort God's love, to, yep. to, to kind of, I think of a, of a knife you know, here we are, a sharp Christian, and the mm-hmm. enemy's tactic is to just make us dull. Yeah. He's not, yeah. he may not be able to break us, but, right. but he's just going to make us dull to uh-huh. where we're ineffective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what do you say to the person who maybe is in a church environment that is reinforcing this? Because we know they're out there. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. No, you know? I, I, you know, I, I don't, I think everyone's journey is going to be a little bit different. You know, I don't think that leaving is always the, is always the right thing because yeah, there, there might be relationships that God has you there for. I would say to pray about that and evaluate that and, you know, maybe look in a, in a, into studying on some of this and looking at Mark de Jesus's material, very helpful, very powerful. Who knows? God may even use that, that person who's stuck in a church to influence change yes. and, mm-hmm. and, yes. and bring redemption to that situation. So yeah. Seek to be set free first. Yes. yes. So. Be set free first. Yes. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of, of leaving churches quickly. Right. Um, I don't, there's usually so many waves rippled from that, um, in other relationships. And so I definitely would, yes, research it for yourself mm-hmm. and then bring it to leadership and see what they say. And then yeah. if the, you've come to an impasse, yeah. leave on amicable amicable terms if you yeah. can and, yes. and find a church for that's sure. speaking truth and really does yeah. believe that for you and your family. It's good. Well, thank you all so much for yeah. today. Yeah. I'm for so real. excited for what God is doing in your life. You know, here we are a year, a little more than a year, and God is obviously healing, transforming mm-hmm. you both. And it, it it shows. We see it yes. in both of you. And, uh, and I'm glad to hear it's in your marriage, it's in your parenting, it's in your home. Mm-hmm. Christ is truly freeing in your home. So Amen. That's good. Amen. Thank y'all both. All right. So thank you all for being with us today. And uh, we're going to keep doing what we do here, lifting him up and living him out and setting captives free. Yeah.